Morning guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking about an interesting topic, the effect that back pain has on your mental health uh, and how it can affect you, especially if it's chronic back pain. So a little bit of a different one here today. Hopefully you guys are gonna find it helpful. As always, if you've got any questions, we've got Lara the other side of the camera, post those in the, in the comment section below uh, and we'll get to those in the Q&A section at the end of the live stream. If you're new to the channel, please do consider subscribing. You do that by hitting the subscribe button underneath if you're watching us on YouTube and hit the notification bell as well so you know when we go live and we go live every single weekday uh, generally in the mornings and we always do Q&A to help you guys watching get a little bit more help with your back pain neck pain and other related issues with that being said let's get into today's topic So today's uh, live is gonna be a little bit of sort of some, some short bit of information, a little bit about sort of relapses and things and that effect on you guys. And then a little anecdote to hopefully help you guys uh, sort of get a little bit of an understanding for the impact that it can have on, on, on the mental side of things in terms of back pain. And hopefully you guys will see some similarities in the stuff I'm talking about uh, and, and better understand the way in which back pain can impact your mental health. But I think in patients, the process of understanding that can then mean that it decreases or lessens the impact on your mental health as well. So hopefully you guys are gonna find this helpful. Uh, just with this particular one, obviously I'm not a psychologist or anything like that. This is just really my clinical anecdote. There is a little research article we're gonna to link to, which talks about, it's, it's a little bit dry for those, for, for sort of the average layperson, but some of you guys might find it interesting. So that'll be in the description after, uh, after today's article. But let's talk about it first and foremost. There is tons of research on the link between particularly chronic lower back pain and decrease in mental health. That is something that is widely documented. A quick search on PubMed will find tons of research on this and it is a real thing. So that's the first thing that we want to get out of the way. It does affect people. And one sort of bit of experience from my point of view is it's almost like when it comes to chronic lower back pain, a more severe instance, maybe falling over or you know falling down the stairs or something like that, has less of a mental impact than just waking up and feeling a little bit worse than you did the day before. It, it's it's strange in that respect, and I think a lot of that comes down to a lack of understanding for patient uh, that patients may have over that issue because it hasn't been explained to them uh, in the past. And therefore, what what I have found in the clinic in numerous cases is once a patient really, really understands what's going on in their body, it's almost like a light bulb goes off. And, and even in those second consultations that we do, the, the, the pain that was there is still there. Uh, we haven't really got to, to dealing with that just yet. We haven't done much of the way of treatment or rehabilitation or anything like that. But the understanding is, is, is enough to change that person's mental aspect. And sometimes people do come out of that second appointment, especially when they've had it chronic for a long period of time and not known why. They come out of that second appointment and really uh, a light bulb's changed and their outlook on the whole problem, it becomes a lot more manageable because it is something that they can now put their finger on rather than, um, rather than this elusive uh, sort of ball of gas that they can't really see or touch or hold. So that's quite an interesting thing. Now, when it comes to chronic back pain, understanding some of the rehab processes is really, really important. And one of the things I want you guys to know is that understanding that you're not alone is really, really important as well. And we see that in one of the Facebook group, well, the Facebook group that we've got for our Back and Shape members, that actually a lot of people don't realize that other people 
are feeling the same way they feel. Other people are having the same challenges that they're feeling. And part of back pain is sometimes that you're one person in a family unit or in a social circle that's suffering. And the other guys in or girls in your social circle don't really understand what you're feeling. You you still turn up to the pub or you still turn up to here, there and everywhere. and But you're in pain the whole time and they just can't necessarily appreciate that. And that becomes quite isolating. And actually seeing that there's other people suffering the same sort of experiences as you, just helps a little bit, I think, in making you realize that actually it's not quite so abnormal to be feeling these things. So that's something that's important to bear in mind as well. And it is one of the really nice things that we do see in the Back and Shape membership site of other people experiencing the same thing and realizing, hey, that guy's got the same thing as I've got, or, or he's having the same, or she's having the same struggles that I'm having, and that can help creating that support network for you guys as as as, as patients or as, as people that are trying to fix this problem um, it really really can help now a lot of the time with back pain it's very very rare that we see a patient that doesn't have a up and down recovery process back pain recovery is never linear it really never is because we can't take you guys and put you in a little test tube and say nothing can happen to you outside of this test tube while we're doing our rehab or while we're doing our treatment and rehab etc it's just not practical plus you can't even see it so it's not like a, a, a cut on the surface of your skin where you go oh, well, I'll just make sure I don't bang my hand on anything it's your back it's weight bearing every day you're having to live at the same time and therefore there are going to be those little events on a day in day out basis that aggravate things you're not going to scab off it starts passing again and when it's on the surface of your skin you can see it but when it's in your body you can't quite see that so that again that cloud of not knowing 100% where or what or why it is can really be quite disconcerting but knowing that it is all there are always bumps in the road is really really important because quite often those little bumps in the road maybe it's two steps forwards one step back or five steps forwards and two steps back those little bumps often lead to more mental more negative mental impacts than they have physical impacts and just understanding that is really really important because Otherwise, you can start slipping down into a more negative outlook on things, and that isn't helpful when we're going forward to getting recovery. Really, really isn't. So I wanted to talk a little bit with you guys today. It's very com convenient that the uh, the gyms have reopened this week, and I just want to talk a little bit about um, some experience I've had having gone to the gym yesterday, which is just very helpful for today's live stream, because it is important to take an honest look at the levels of rehab that are required and the impact. And hopefully this story will help you understand a little bit more about the levels of rehabilitation and levels of work that may be required in your case. Now, I'll try and go through it nice and quickly. And if you've got any questions on today's live, remember do post those in the comments below. I know some of you guys just watch and then we get to the end of the Q&A section and then all the comments then jump in uh, very quickly afterwards. So do post those in so I can get them down and then I can answer those and give you guys some more guidance. But uh, the gym's just open. Now, I haven't done any resistance training since March. So for four over four months, I have not done anything at all. And um, I've done I've used the opportunity myself to do uh, fitness work and build up my fitness. So I've been doing things like running outside, obviously using my legs. But I haven't done any resistance work at all. And I went back into the gym. And this might relate to you after um, having a relapse or, or being in pain for a period of time. I've gone into my rehab. Um, for the first time and I was hoping to go in around about 60% went into the gym yesterday and was around about 30% I did some maths on how much I'd usually move in a session and how much I actually moved in a session and it was pretty poor but even during that session I was I only did, ended up doing 30% of what I was doing before because you've put the brakes on you say do you know what I'm feeling this I need to not 
push it too hard right now and I need to just this first session back I need to, it's, a, it's a new exercise so that might be you going up in your back rehab maybe you're taking it up to the next level you need to push it a little bit so start doing the exercise but not push it too hard and today I'm in a lot of pain and the and, and I was even in a lot of pain yesterday evening as well especially in the legs which is interesting because I've been running and this is really important because a lot of people when they've got back pain they say well I'm an active person I've, I walk outside I do these other things but when you do the rehab you, you get in pain in certain muscles and in these areas because they're being they're having a, a spotlight shined on them you may be an active person but you haven't done this stuff before and this is the stuff that provides protect and support for your, protection and support for your spine and that's where I'm talking about the rehab exercises the correct rehab strengthening exercises and now for the first time you're doing those exercises and your body reacts a little bit and that's not even a bump in the road that's just a natural response of your body being used in a strange way for the first time in a long period of time now i have been out of action for four months not doing any strengthening work but you may have been out of action for four months six months a year and had an injury so getting back into this rehab process and going through it it's going to take a good bit of time and this is where in the blue at the bottom down here having an honest look at where your levels of strength and rehabilitation are because this ties back into that mental health aspect. Because if you expected to go into rehab and be fine in six weeks, having not done anything for uh, six months, the expectation there is 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 just a bad it's a bad estimate. It's like going to a building job and saying, "Yeah, it's only going to cost you hundred quid, and you got to put a new roof on." It's just it's just not in the the, the levels of what's expected and what is actually reality are just not going to happen there. So. Me having gone through a four-month period of not doing that physical exercise and going back in, I thought, oh, I'll be at 60% and I'm only down at 30%. And now saying, right, we need to slowly build up over the next four months to get back up to where I was this time last year or in the early part of this year. And that's okay because now if we set a, an appropriate estimation of how long it's going to take us to build up some of this strength, we're going to do an awful lot better. But that was really the main purpose of today's live stream to just tell you guys that if you can better understand that, hey, look, there's someone here who's been doing physical exercise, had a four-month period off doing physical exercise, goes back in at 30%, 30% of what was what he was doing for without any injury. It really helps you guys understand that maybe if you've had back pain for five years, six years, for three years, for a year, that maybe there's a little bit more work that needs to be done and that it is okay. I'm going to be walking funny for a good few days I suspect with my legs and it's okay to get a little bit of soreness in those muscles as a result of your physical exercise because we're working to rebuild some of these supporting structures that protect your spine that haven't been used in many many months or many many years plus you may have had an in well you've obviously had an injury in that back so that's going to weaken the structures a little bit further so it's more important that we're careful that we don't push ourselves too hard and that we work on building up the support structures for this section of your of your back so that you can protect it going forwards and that means that when you've got that accurate estimation of how what's wrong with your body and just an understanding of how much it really needs help and support from those muscles and then understanding how long it takes to build those muscles you will find that from a mental point of view everything makes a little bit more sense and then there's less surprises less disappointment that it doesn't recover in a week or in 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 in, in three weeks because the scale of work that needed to be done was a little bit more and we we hadn't underestimated that so that's pretty much it for me on my point we'll get into q a okay awesome. good morning questions. everybody just before i get into the questions i just wanted to touch on what 
um, well, who prompted uh, this topic, which I think is a fantastic topic. Aisha um, on the Back in Shape group this weekend asked, is it normal to feel this constant fatigue when you've got back pain? And do you mind just touching on that just for everybody else who perhaps isn't in in the group? Yeah, 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 sure. How it affects your daily living? Yeah, so so when you're constantly, uh, with, with back pain and the fatigue that you often get, it's similar to other issues as well, but the fatigue that you constantly get is is generally down to the fact that whenever we send a signal through our nervous system, it involves uh, a, a displacement of stuff. I won't get into the to the to the details of that, but essentially we have sodium and potassium that needs to balance inside and outside of nerves. And when a nerve a signal goes along a nerve, the sodium and potassium swap sides, and then the important part. This is the draining part. It requires energy to move the stuff on the outside back into the inside, so that nerve is ready to send a signal again. And that that homeostasis is something that we expend under normal circumstances an awful lot of our energy, our calorific consumption, on resetting those nerves so they can continue to send signals to wherever they need to go. Now, if we've got a pathology of pain, a back pain, an injury there, and it's constantly sending those signals, that your body's constantly having to reset those nerves so they can resend signals, and that wastes an awful lot of energy. And this does really contribute to a state of sort of mental health from that point of view, because if you're feeling drained all the time, because you're constantly sending signals and you don't know why, it can really bother you, because it's so difficult to explain to someone else, hey, I can't do that, I'm so exhausted, and I haven't done anything every day. You Sometimes you almost feel like, you know, some people will say they feel like a fraud because I haven't done anything, but I feel exhausted from the pain. And then how do I explain that to another person? But it's actually okay. It's completely normal to feel that. And that's going to be why you're getting that feeling of exhaustion alongside that chronic pain. And also bear in mind, if you then haven't been doing physical activity because you're neurologically exhausted all the time, you're not going to have the energy to then do those physical activities to the level that you think you should be acceptable. And, and again, it comes back to adequately expect, uh, assessing the situation mentally. If you're drained because, you've, because your nervous system is driving all day at excessive levels to transmit the pain, and then you're expecting to go in and have a, have a, smash, a, a smashing rehab session, you are going to feel tired and fatigued as a result of that. And that's okay. And once you can understand those sorts of concepts, then you're going to find that the the, the feeling of mental trouble with that, the, 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 you know, the, the feeling a little bit low, say, I can't do this, is going to be a little bit, you find it's lifted a little bit because you now understand why. And now it's not in here, it's actually in your body. Mm. And you can explain to yourself why you feel that way. And more importantly, that the great thing about our body is it is an adaptive process. You will get better, you will get stronger. It's just that if you're starting down here, it's gonna take a little bit longer to get up to here. And that, that I think is one thing that I didn't necessarily touch on in the, in the, in the pre-part is that when your muscular support and strength and stability and endurance comes so low down, you need to get up to here before things are actually at an acceptable level. And that might mean that it takes you a good few months to even get up to here. Some people, when they injure themselves, you know, an athlete, they injure their ankle, they, you know, they drop down to here, they lose a bit of muscle mass, and then they build back up and they're back to normal levels. They're back to an acceptable level to function in society without risking injury. But when we've had a chronic back pain, it, this just drops, 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 drops. And just to get back up to normal, it takes a long period of time. So you might have made a, you know, a substantial progress 
but this still isn't enough to to lift to to to, to function normally. And I use the example of the dead bugs that we do so often, and and so many members really find it difficult because it shines a spotlight on a weakness in 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 a supporting structure for your lower back. And people say, oh, well, like I'm you know I've been doing it. I'm now on ten, you know I'm doing doing maybe uh, nine reps for example or eight reps, uh, and they started on two reps. But, but only being able to do eight reps is still not acceptable for normal functioning. We still need to go a lot further. So although you've made a lot of progress, that's fantastic. There are still further, it is still, there are still further to go to get to an acceptable level of strength and stability mm -hmm. in those muscles. Mm -hmm. And that also can be quite daunting if you don't expect that. Mm -hmm. Do you think mentally, um, people kind of get that sense of relief when they come in for that second session and you're going through the x-rays and you give them a timeline, you know, this, you can expect to be getting better in this set amount of time. Do you think that is what yeah. is kind of the key to yeah. kind of unlocking people mentally? Especially in a lot of people that have been around and seen a lot of people. Yeah, they've been around and they've seen you know seventeen different specialists, and everyone just says, "Yeah, you know, you, you know, it's in your head or whatever else that sort of stuff." And then you you see something and you you go, "Do you know what? This makes sense. You know, this is what's going on in your back. These are the issues that you have." and and the advice itself may not even be that much different, but the the understanding now of that of 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 what's going on allows that patient to now have a framework and an understanding of what's going on in their and own body and what they're working with, mm -hmm. and and then it makes sense. the The advice performed actually makes sense. Then it may be a case of do you know what? There's this going on in your spine, and you need to do rehab anyway. You still need to do the rehab, but now you can see why you need to do the rehab, and that's quite important. That yeah. can really help people. Yes. Okay, brilliant. Let's get straight into some questions and comments on YouTube. Blossom said, um, agree with you 100%. Very sound advice. Thank you. Uh, Alex, Thanks. Alex Vesco put a heart on there. And then I'll just move over to Facebook. I've uh, got Dean. He, um, on the back of yesterday's live stream, he said, thanks for the great advice yesterday on upper back pain. When when." When I'm out walking, should I keep my arms moving or should I keep them stiff? Thanks, Dean. Um, I wouldn't want to be overly rigid, but at the same time, you don't want them swaying all over the place. Um, I, I just tend to be relaxed um, to a certain degree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and stiffen up unnecessarily. That, that's not helpful, I don't believe. Um, we do want a little bit of fluidity in our movement. If you're, stiffing thing, if you're stiffening your arms up, then the torsion is going to go through your neck a little bit too much. And that's not going to be very good either. What a nice smooth flow through that through, through through that section of the of the spine, and just a gentle shoulder movement is completely normal. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. And um, Dicky said here, thanks again, Michael. You mentioning potassium in relation to fatigue. Uh, in Q, ooh, sorry, at in Q and A, would that depletion lead to cramp? Yeah. So so um, potassium and sodium, um, and then water content are the three things that you want to look at for for cramping. Um, a lot of people they they kind of they shy away from salt and just have no salt and then they suffer a lot with cramping or as they increase their physical activity and keep the diet the same maybe they've got they're on a natural low low salt diet um, they increase the levels of activity so they're sweating a lot more so they're ex losing a lot more of that sodium mm. and then don't put enough back in from the diet that's when they get cramped because those ratios drop and we don't have enough to allow the effective functioning of the nerves, the effective reset of those nerves. Um, so that is definitely something to, to be looking at. You've got things like bananas, you've got obviously salt um, that can help make sure we've got appropriate levels. But it is something, water content, how much you're sweating, how much salt you're getting, have you made a drastic change in any of those dietary or exercise levels 
that may affect that balance through perspiration. Yeah, and anybody that has got sort of severe cramping, you can always um, um, use the Dyrolite stuff. From yeah, the Dyrolite stuff is good. Yeah, just control your electrolytes in your body. Yeah, and, and you know, if you've been unwell, Intense, using right? that sort of stuff can really help to just get those levels back up to normal. It doesn't taste very nice, but no, it doesn't. But it does the job. It's kind of like this water. It's got <laughs> no, that, I, I like that water. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, uh, he also goes on to say wholeheartedly. Oh, this is, uh, it's, it's the fit water, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, he goes on to say wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. Muscle memory and fitness says I should be okay in two months, but actually... Sorry, in two weeks, but actually I've needed to allow two months. Yeah, it, it takes, it, it really does take time. You don't appreciate, I, I mean, th this is the long, for, for me anyway, this is the longest period I've ever had off going to the gym. I mean, I've, it's decreased in frequency uh, or it's decreased in intensity for periods, but this is a very long period. Uh, and I've used it to work on something else myself, but if I, if I hadn't mentally, uh, you know, I, I prepared for six, for going back in at 60% and it was just too much. But understanding that, you know what, I lost a lot more than I thought I would. That's okay. But if but but it's important to actually recognize that we haven't done enough physical exercise. And maybe we've been doing some physical exercise. Like me, I've been doing the running, which you'd think, well, that works your legs. But my legs are so sore today because they're just not used to the work that I was doing in the gym or doing in the gym yesterday. And it's just some simple squats and deadlifts, not on anything heavy at all. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so Kate has also uh, commented here. She said, what is hard and frustrating is is fighting the fatigue from a neurological uh, disease uh, to then make the fatigue even more pronounced when you're doing the phases for the additional back pain. Um, so yes, it's helpful to understand what is going on in the back and to be given permission to take the time to get there. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's really important. I, one thing I would say that is a... Um, a little ray of hope, so to speak, in, especially sort of in your case, Kate, is that, um, well, in, in anyone's case, but it's relevant to you, to the, your comment, is that um, your body is, everybody's body is remarkably adaptable. And what you find is that as your body does a little bit more, and yes, this adaption process takes, uh, you know, if, if we're starting with one, a 100% increase takes you to two. Whereas if you're starting with 50, you know, a 10% increase adds on 10 sorry adds on five so points if you will um that that as you're doing a little bit more exercise your body is going to adapt and adjust to that increased demand and then you will have a greater capacity to do more the more you do the more you can do and if you're starting at a lower baseline it takes a little bit longer to get that that benefit um but you will make improvements and you can improve your body's ability to cope with fatigue. That's what fitness is. That improves our cardiovascular system. It improves, improves the number of mitochondria we have. Mitochondria are those little engines inside more or less every one of our cells that take the oxygen that we breathe in. They put it through a chain of reactions inside the membrane of these little organelles, these mitochondria, to produce ATP. ATP is what you use when you want to do anything, whether you want to heal, whether you want to reset that pump I mentioned earlier in the nerves, whether you want to grow more muscle tissue, whether you want to do make a new hormone you need ATP and as we exercise and increase the cardiovascular and physical stress our body will adapt and change and increase its ability to do physical stress and if we've got some additional co-occurring health issues or we've got additional fatigue from the neurological side of things or we've got bad diet it can make things a little bit slower but the more of these checks we can put in and the more the, the more boxes we can check of doing the right things, the better our body will adapt and everyone has the capacity to adapt. 
it's not something you lose no matter what health condition you may or may not have no matter what chronicity you may or may not have your body is remarkable and does have the ability to adapt to stress it may just take longer than you'd anticipated if you've got more things working against you and if you do have a lot of things working against you you always we always every single one of you guys watching this has control of your diet your lifestyle your sleep and your ability to do that and, and your your inclination to do those rehab exercises um we weren't really going to touch on this i don't know whether you want to touch on it now but about about the supplements that we're going to be bringing out very soon it might be very relevant you know especially for maybe someone like kate i don't know whether you want to talk about that now or whether you just want to yeah just I, I suppose um we'll probably do an email i think we're gonna do an email later this yeah. week about it but just general supplementation um a lot of times people will go to the gp and they'll, they'll say hey you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm concerned, should I take these vitamin supplements, et cetera? And the GP will say, no, that's fine. You should just get it from your food. And this is an argument that absolutely drives me up the wall because it's just so illogical. It's, it's fine. Yes, you should get it. You should get it from your food. That is absolutely 100% correct. But the then question is, do you? Okay. And if you don't, then you need a supplement to supplement it because those vitamins are there because we have an RDA because we need them. It's a recommended daily amount. Sometimes they're a little bit lower than they, than they should be based on certain research. But taking these sorts of supplements to get your nutrition right is helpful. It, mm-hmm. it gets things on board and you don't need to get bogged down in the detail. The one that we're, we're talking about, we've mentioned it before. I know Mandy mentioned, uh, mentioned it in the Facebook group or asked us about it in the Facebook group. Um, it's just a, an all-in-one uh, multivitamin and it, it it's pretty good it's something it's that we've been trying form. it's liquid form it's easy to take you take it in the morning in a little it comes with a little shot glass and you can just knock it back and then it's job done it doesn't yeah. need to be too arduous but you do need your nutrition to be on point i know we've mentioned before about protein intake it's something that's often missed um in a lot of people maybe more so in ladies than men um and and, and the nutrition is really really important yeah absolutely okay great um sorry just off on a tangent there but i'll yep. go back to the questions <laughs> hopefully so, it was karen, a helpful tangent <laughs> karen has asked here sometimes it's um not being able to do the things that you enjoy that can really get you down can a virtual consultation be used to help you get back into a particular hobby perhaps with a specific guidance i think um yes in short uh, there are things like running for example People will just go back into running. Um, they'll see these couch to 5K things and that sort of stuff and try and get back into those. I do think there is some a little bit more specific guidance for when and how you should go back into to running uh, as an example of physical exercise and going through that sort of stuff can be can, can be useful for a lot of people or getting back in the gym, just helping make sure that you guys don't make the uh, sort of classic mistakes. The, the couch to 5K is one that, that I think is a little bit a little bit ridiculous. Um, if you've been on the couch and you haven't been able to run more than 1K and you go and start running 5K by the end of the month, that would be, if I did that in the gym with a bench press, I would chop my head off. You know, it's that ridiculous. It's such a massive increase. You know, um, I, I went in the gym yesterday for, for just for numbers wise. I did 60 kilos on the bench press. Four months ago, I was doing 100. If I was running 1K and then I went to do 5K at the end of the month, if I took that same proviso on bench press and I went from 60 up to 300, oh, sorry, from 60 times it by five and it went up to 300, I mean, I'm just going to be in pieces. <laughs> you know, it's a bit of an obscene example, but but taking into account what we have been doing and the strain on our body and the abnormal level of strain on our body, it takes so long. The reason I'm going so slowly over the next couple of months, and you guys should really consider this too, is because your muscles may well have muscle memory, as someone mentioned earlier on. Um, you may have muscle memory, but your ligaments and tendons don't have tendon memory. 
they take time, they take a lot, a lot longer to actually build up and lay down that extra collagen that is required for them to, pre, uh, to, to work with that increased mechanical strain of, that the muscles are able to maybe produce. So you need to give everything its chance to recover. And the same thing with things like running or other activities. Yes, I think in short, a virtual consultation or, or just discussing those things can be helpful um, for people. Okay, brilliant. You said that you, you reduced your um, load by 30%. No, right. 230%. Yeah, I was planning on reducing it by 40%. So I was going to go back in. So I was obviously, yeah. I, was doing, I was doing 15 reps, five sets. I did three sets, 15. Oh, I, I, just calculate, okay. I just calculated that way, yeah. Got it, um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, only, I only managed three sets. I, fin I finished my second, uh, sorry, my third set on the bench press and I had to stop and rest. Yeah. You know, that on 40%, on, on sorry, 60% of the weight. It, I was I was really surprised. Right, I got it. Right. <laughs> um, okay, going back to YouTube, Blossom has asked, uh, "What is uh, what's the effective way of growing more muscle, being at the lower end of fitness?" Yeah, uh, super question. easy. Um, do the right exercises, do them technically well. Uh, make sure you are achieving a degree of overload, and that overload is is the thing that gives you a little bit of discomfort, a little bit of a little bit of a uh, little bit of pain, a little bit of achiness the next day, or sometimes a day or so later and adequate nutrition. If we are not getting enough protein, I used this example before, imagine you've got a wall you've got to build and you deliver one brick a day. We want to deliver 10 bricks a day, 15 bricks a day, 30 bricks a day. There's an amount that the builder can build in that instance, they might only be able to use 60 bricks a day. But if you're only delivering them one brick a day, it's going to take a lot longer than if you deliver them 45 to 60 bricks a day. So they can work at 100% capacity to regenerate that muscle. So you want the stimulation of exercise and you want the at the right level and you want the adequate nutrition to provide the ability for your body to rebuild that stuff up. That's really, really important. Okay, brilliant. Um, I think that is everything. Faye's just popped online. She just said good morning. She's back from her holiday. Great to oh, see awesome. you. Awesome. Hope you had a nice Faye. time. Oh, hang on. One more question has just come through. Alex has asked, great insight into the huge mental impact of a, uh, a spinal issue can have. Thanks, Alex. Or co uh, complex back issues can seem life-changing. Mm -hmm. And this insight gives perspective. Nice one. Oh, thank you so thank much, you. Alex. Um, yeah, it really do does. It really does. Really knock you for six sometimes yeah. especially especially the health the, the quote-unquote healthy people that have been active um some of the guys that you know we've we have people that are, uh, used to do powerlifting and these other sorts of things they're strong guys and but they've been they've been masking weaknesses and that, that was the one thing i forgot to mention about that girl that i that saw when that. i was younger um so when i when i first started university i was not started university when i first came out of university and was practicing we had this girl that came to one of the clinics i was working at and she came in for a checkup and she was like 23 or something like that uh, she said oh i'm fine i do that i've been doing dancing for x number of years i'm perfectly healthy perfectly well i have no pain but i'd like to just get a checkup once over and uh, we did the x-ray and she had a grade two spondylolisthesis. Basically, the bone was just falling off the front. And it's something that, that I always, whenever, whenever I've got anyone that's got these sorts of issues, I always think, oh, have you done dancing or have you done ballet? Because of the amount of extension that invariably goes through it, things like bridges, etc. Um, and And that is a perfect example of someone's body who has been managing and will continue to manage as long as she remains flexible and strong, that issue with absolutely no trouble. But when it does then finally... Uh, go so to speak and they get the pain as a result because maybe a, an accidental accident or just slow deconditioning and it starts to become a problem it re those sorts of people it really really does mentally affect because they go from being so fit and healthy to an accident uh, that does, doesn't seem that significant to then it really takes some time to rebuild uh, rebuild from there so
Okay, awesome. Very Brilliant. interesting one. Um, Blossom just said, great job. Thank you, guys. Brilliant. Um, Alex awesome. said, the Facebook group also provides great a great support system for those of us that suffer from mental setbacks and fatigue. Yeah. Um, and lets us know that we're not alone. Yeah, I know. I know that the really it's really nice, um, you know, heartening to see some of the guys in the Facebook group really sort of helping one another out and the yeah, positive impact amazing. that it does have. Uh, you know, it, it's so... It, I think it is so beneficial and, and, and like Alex says there, I think it, it really does help. So it's, and it's really nice to see the, you know, the, the willingness of people that are in pain to just help other people that are in pain as well. Just make, make sure that, hey, look, it's okay. We're going through this kind of thing together. I think that really does make a big difference for Absolutely. a lot of people. And it's, it's nice to see sort of, you know, that, that, that thing. So awesome. Should we, should we call it there because yeah, we need to get over so to the clinic to <laughs> awesome so hopefully you guys have found today's live stream helpful i know it's a little bit of a difficult topic uh, a little bit of a different topic from what we're usually talking about so hopefully the tangents that we've been off have still been of interest and still been of help and still been of use if you need to the channel please do consider subscribing hitting the notification bell we do go live and do these q a's at the end of every single live stream uh, every single weekday so hopefully you'll join us on the next one and uh, with that being said have a great day um, we tomorrow we are back at 845 845 tomorrow oh and we're talking about the daily tasks i know this is this has been um um asked for plenty of time so daily tasks i.e gardening okay um, awesome. awesome brushing your teeth xyz all yeah. tips and tricks for that tomorrow awesome hopefully you guys find it helpful and do join us and have a great day a great afternoon we'll see you tomorrow with another live stream